When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ball over the top. appeals in bay for an offside flag that doesn't come up. Bowen arrows one in. It's another pivotal moment in the title race. Alexander Arnold from Darwin Nunez. It is six. And Alexander Arnold has his 50th Premier League assist. No respite for Elan Melier and Leeds United. Is it going to be one of the substitutes for the Jets? O'Neill on his feet! Talk about a grandstand finish! The veteran with an absolute stunner. Yes, hello again. Welcome along to the Global Game with me, Simon Hill and Alex Brosk. The race for honours is starting to become clearer and that's the focus of our show tonight. We'll review round 24 of the men's competition as Melbourne City create a piece of history. City and Socceroos striker Jamie McLaren is with us to reflect on their achievement. Western United, men's champions last year, women's champions this. They're into the grand final. We'll hear from United and Matilda's defender Angie Beard. Alicia Carnavas will give us her thoughts on a crazy Melbourne derby in the other Liberty A-League finals clash and that big win over England for the Matildas. Spencer Pryor talks Premier League as Arsenal stumble again. And Paul Williams is here with Football Asia as the Chinese Super League returns and Cristiano Ronaldo loses his coach. It's all to come between now and 11 o'clock on the Global Game, right here on SEN. Great to have your company on this Tuesday evening for the next two hours. Lots of football chat to come, all in the company of the two Alexes, Messrs. Brosk and Molchanov. Very happy Sydney FC supporters both this week. <laughs> yeah, very happy. Or relieved, one of the two. Both, both. <laughs> mm, very much, especially after the goal just before half time. You're going, oh, here we yes, go again. Yeah, but yeah. it was a very enjoyable second half, which is not something I think we've said too often this season. Yeah. And Broski, I mean, you're a seriously happy chap because Liverpool won as well. A big win as well. I mean, six goals there, four goals yeah. for Sydney. Uh, it was all, um, well, I don't know how you, how you say it, but I had a long day at the Easter show, Simon. We brought, brought me right back down to earth. <laughs> Spent 10 hours walking around. And I take it it wasn't in the bar. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not a bad not. week for you either, Simon. Yeah, pretty nice good. Nice little twist yeah, for, pretty good. for City. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice little week for us. Win over Leicester, <laughs> Arsenal drawing, winning the... Champions League over Bayern Munich. We'll see if they can uh, 
uh, hold on to that 3-0 lead overnight. And your Sheffield United uh, uh, club still very much in Great the running win. for promotion. Brilliant, brilliant win over the weekend against Cardiff. It's all going well, isn't it? Just yeah. everything's great Doesn't and rosy at the moment. The oh, it's brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> when your team's winning. <laughs> Uh, we've got two prizes to give away. You could be a winner as well. A global game T-shirt from Striptease and a double pass to an A-League game of your choice. So do get involved in the show tonight. Uh, give us a call, 1300 01 1170. Send us a text, 0457 736 736. Or you can tweet us at Global Game SEN. If you're not following us yet on Twitter, why not? At Global Game SEN. Let's kick things off as we always do with Starter for Five. Here we go then, Broski, you get question one. Melbourne City, worthy premiers with their striking clouts. To win the title, they are favourites or no? I think there's doubt. Um, no, I, I would have them favourite based on the fact that um, obviously they've been, you know, for a number of years now, the, the best uh, side in the competition. Uh, they finished first again. Uh, but look, I, I think when you look at the form of, of the all the other sides in the six at the moment, this, this is... Um, genuinely one year where any one of them you could make a strong case for why they could win it so City probably don't go into it in the hot form that they were earlier this season I know Leckie's coming back uh, quite soon so he'll no doubt give them a lift but I would still have Melbourne City favourite yeah yeah, I actually think that they've they've come back into form the last couple mm. of weeks, mm. and and oddly enough, it's Adelaide that have dipped. I mean, we're only talking a couple of games, but uh, Mariners have had Adelaide, a little yes. bit of a wobble, but yeah, uh, they've anyway. come back in recent yeah. weeks as well. Yeah, I'd I'd certainly have them favourites as well. Question two, Alex Molchanov, uh, the Melbourne Derby semi-final, the best women's club game in recent years. But does a crowd of 742 arouse some fears? Well, I'd suggest that the location of the game probably yes. had more to do with that than anything. And if I'm Melbourne City, I'm probably asking for that game to be played there as well. It begs the question as to how, and I don't know why this is the case in Melbourne where it hasn't been in Sydney, why they couldn't have played that game at, a, at an NBL ground, yep. at, a, at a Dandenong, at a mm-hmm. Melbourne Knights, at a Jack Edwards Reserve, because... We've managed to do that up here. Sydney FC have taken games to like out the play games at Cromer Park in Manly, mm-hmm. which are just perfect for the W League at this point in its uh, in the A League Women's in at this stage in its sort of life development. Yeah, uh, I don't know why that couldn't have been done. Uh, unfortunate, but a brilliant game of football. So it hopefully, was. a good advertisement. For a- the, absolutely for the outstanding, and I guess. You know, they train there, don't they, Melbourne City at, uh, at Again, Casey. If, so if you're the club, completely yeah. understand it. But yeah. there's got to be a better alternative for the league. Yeah, and uh, obviously we need more fans coming to watch yep. games like that because they missed an absolute treat. Obviously, Amy Park was unavailable. It's going uh, through some renovation work ahead of the FIFA Women's World Cup, but uh, surely there are other alternatives. Uh, question three, Broski. Uh, Ufuk Talley to leave Wellington Phoenix. Australia should be his next destination. Or no, it's time he headed to another nation. Oh, good question. Look, I don't know. I think regardless of, of where he goes, I think it'd be exciting to see him stay in Australia and, and potentially go to a, a bigger club. Um, you know, we've seen what he's been able to do at a club like Wellington, um, you know, in, in more of a limit with more of a limited budget. But, you know, the foreigners that he's been able to bring in have always been quality. So. Um, and the football that he plays, also very, very entertaining. So at a bigger club, I'd love to see uh, what he can do. Um, mm. But if he was to go overseas, you know, I, I know he'd be successful there anyway. I think he's a, 
a great manager and, um, you know, hopefully you can follow in the footsteps eventually of, you know, your Angers and, and Muskies. Yeah, I, I think he's got that potential as mm. well. I mean, he's, he's probably the outstanding young coach yep. of, of his generation, in my opinion, or at least one of. Uh, question four, Molchi. Arsenal stumbled two consecutive draws. They've handed the title to City. Or well, no, we're yet to get to the real nitty-gritty. I'd err towards the latter, uh, simply because they've still got to go to the Etihad and City still have to beat them there. Yeah. So that's the big task in front of Pep Guardiola's team. But, you know, they are two big dropping points. You know, yeah. they're, they're particularly the game on the weekend where they led 2-0 again. You can understand doing it at Anfield, but, yeah, in a game like that, that's a game they should be winning. And But it's, you know, all that considered, it's still... A fantastic season for Arsenal. It is. They are able to sort of maintain that title challenge all the way to the end. And it shows just how consistent you have to be yeah. to see off a team as good as a City. I mean, it's two draws. It's it's no catastrophe, is it, what they've done? They haven't lost, but it feels like it because City have been on this relentless march of 10 wins in, in consecutive uh, matches in all competitions. But, uh, yeah, that game at the Etihad on the 26th of April is going to be something to behold. Yeah. Uh, question five, Broski, the Matildas win over England means they are realistic World Cup contenders. Or for me, they're still lacking one or two international class defenders. Um, look, I, I still think defence uh, will be an issue heading into and, and at the World Cup. Um, you know, I think we, we've definitely seen it only over Tony Gustafsson's sort of reign as coach. He, he um, has been very attack-minded and, and sometimes, um, you know, left the defence wanting a little bit. And I think when you're coming, coming up against your, your USA's, England, Spain's, um, you, they're just going to have to be tactically so switched on and, and so good that... Um, otherwise, these sides will run over them. So, I mean, in beating England, great result. You know, 30-odd 30, 30 matches unbeaten. So, And the fact that we're at home has to give some sort of, um, you know, weight to, to us being yep. a favourite, I think. But there's still some some defensive issues there. I, I, I was encouraged by the fact that they managed to keep a clean sheet yeah. against mm. a team of England's quality. Yep. And a, a team that England did have so much possession, so much territorial yeah. domination, so many opportunities to score, and they managed to keep mm. that clean sheet. I think that's a big it's encouraging, breakthrough definitely. moment yeah. for them because in games gone past, and, you know, I've seen games against Ireland where, the, you know, they've do Australia have dominated, but mm. they've copped silly goals at the other end. And maybe that's a, a sign of things starting to work, which is Is good. that a situation that suits them better, where they do have to be structurally sound and yeah. play actually without the ball. Does that help them with well, the pace possibly. of uh, like a Kerr, Vine, mm -hmm. Ford? Yeah. They're going to be able to hurt teams Razo. on the break. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, no doubt. Maybe that's, uh, you know, a good way of playing. And uh, to be fair to Tony Gustafsson, I mean, he's, you know, a lot of people complained about him playing long ball football, but, you know, Direct quick football. transition, mm. as long as they're accurate passes, it doesn't matter if they're long or short yeah. balls, does it really? Anyway, encouraging signs for the Matildas. 0457 736 736 is our number tonight. If you want to send us a text, uh, we've got a couple of good ones here, Broski. This one from Tui in Lilyfield in the inner west of Sydney. Uh, he says, G'day, Simo and the Two Alex Collective. That's a good band name, he says. I don't mind that, actually. <laughs> Uh, with A-Lig expansion occurring, which looks like uh, the last time of our dream, the last time our dreams of the National Second Division are realised, not quite sure whether that scans, uh, but is it time to ditch the cap, the salary cap, and focus on expanding the A-League brand overseas through Asian success? Mm. Uh, Broski, you have your say and then I'll have 
mine? Look, I, I, I have always been one saying that, um, you know, it, if it's done all over the world and it works, why can't it work here? You know, and I get the arguments uh, in, in terms of ditching the, uh, the salary cap. I understand the arguments and, and the fact that, um, you know, we have other sports and all those things. And, and, and you brought up a good point to me before that, you know, unless we have relegation and promotion, you know, if you do have your Sydney and Melbourne clubs that are dominating because financially they because the cap's gone because the cap's gone and the other clubs have nothing to fight for then why would the fans go and watch you know Mm. so i do understand that side but i the sooner we can bring it all in together for me well i mean that's uh, that was going to be my point we need a twin track approach here between football australia and the apl at some point you know the pyramid has got to be aligned now that might be 10 years away it might be Mm. 20 i don't know it depends whether the national second tier works once it gets up and running because to relegate a club, you've got to have somewhere stable for it to fall to. But let's assume, utopian world for a moment, that the national second tier gets up and running and works, at least to a certain degree. Then at that point, you've got to start looking at at first structure promotion maybe mm-hmm. and ultimately relegation because we not only need that as a sport, yeah. but also that's the mechanism to get rid of the salary cap and allow our clubs to grow at the top level and start competing in Asia, in my opinion. And, and grow the fan base as well. Grow the fan base those, as well. Those relegation battles and, and with all that's at stake there, that's where you see more out of players as well when there's something genuine to fight for, yep. which we don't have at the moment. Uh, and it would help the development of our younger players as yep. well. And you're playing those, you know, must-win games down at the bottom with yep. real pressure on them. Uh, that that's good for for young players. Mm. Uh, okay, this one. Um, what's the name on this one, Mr. Molchanov? There's the no name. One. No, no name. name. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is an unnamed text. Uh, I hope all of you have got your maths ready for the coming weeks. There are multiple permutations for second, third, and fourth places with Adelaide going to Perth this week, Mariners going to Newcastle, and Wanderers playing Wellington at home. Any one of these teams could finish second. Adelaide are in the box seat, of course, but going to Perth is tough, followed by a game against the Mariners. Are we following all this? Uh, the Mariners <laughs> in the F3 derby away, followed by the game against Adelaide. My boys, says Mr. Unknown, the Wanderers, have the Knicks who have to win or draw to stay in the finals race, followed by a game against Melbourne City. Then there's the race for the last two final spots. Yep, look... It's fascinating, and that's why we love it, isn't it? The, the fact that it has been so open this year. It's only this weekend just gone that we've confirmed Melbourne City as the Premiers, and the fact that Melbourne Victory cannot make the finals. MacArthur even mathematically still can. It's highly unlikely. Um, who do you think is going to finish second, Broski? I think Adelaide will finish second. I do think uh, you, you do wonder now that Melbourne City have wrapped it up. They, they've still got a um, obviously tie that spot up, which means one more win for me. I think with their goal difference yep. um, and, you know, but when do they go for it? They've got Perth away this week. Do they, you know, with Goodwin's groin, do they risk taking him over and potentially getting, you know, the, mm. the injuries that come with that long flight? Do they leave him here and then focus on the last game of the season, which you don't really want to be it's a tricky one, counting isn't it? on either. So yeah. it, it's great. It's fascinating, like you said. Yeah. Uh, this one from Angus in Malvern. Uh, do you think, guys, that this City dynasty is the best in the A-League era? If only Premier's got the gold logo on their mm. jerseys. I think Graham Arnold um, was uh, a big fan of that back in the day, wasn't he? Mm. <laughs> he loved the Premiership over the grand final, at least until he won it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Angus, for me, I don't think the Premier's... I, I'm happy that the grand final gets, you know, a lot of 
publicity coverage and that the champions uh, are from that game. I, I think it's, you know, we are in Australia. That's what Australians understand. The finals draw big crowds. But I do wish we made more of the premiers. I mean, City's achievements this week have, have barely mm-hmm. uh, touched the radar. You're right. And, and that's, you're right. It is unfortunate because um, anywhere else in the world, it's a phenomenal era that we're, that we're seeing from Melbourne City. But um, for them to, to, you know, for this to be one of the best in the A-League era, um, they have to be winning grand finals. It's that simple. At the moment, they've mm. got one from, from their last two. If they don't win this one, you know, for all that dominance, um, you know, it, it's, it's leaving, uh, I guess, a big hole in, in that, um, yeah. in that argument. So, they need, to, they need to wrap this year up, I think, with a grand yep. final to be considered that. Uh, a couple more before we go to the break. Uh, obviously, the grand final decision to hold it in Sydney is still causing ructions for a lot of supporters. Uh, Nathan, a couple of texts, uh, says a team has been robbed of a home final. Um, he also sends a follow-up text saying there's still zero word from anyone as to the supposed travel packages from the APL and their partners. I thought that some of those had been publicised on the websites, but maybe I'm wrong with that. Uh, yeah, look, there's no getting around it. It's a controversial decision. And, you know, we, we've been over this many times, but unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, whichever your point of view is, it, it's going to happen in Sydney this year and for the next two years. And uh, it's not easy, um, you know, as broadcasters as well. It's it's a tough one to, to discuss, but uh, that's the decision the APL have gone with. And uh, we are stuck with it for the time being. Uh, this final one from Jelly Pimp. Uh, rest in peace, Dylan Tombides, nine years ago today. Does Australian football not do enough to honour him? Uh, Jelly Pimp, I have gone on record many times as saying we should have a pre-season charity shield type competition and it should be known as the Dylan Tombides Shield. It should have a trophy that's named after him. Uh, it can be between the league champions and the cup winners or an A-League All-Star team or the, an NPL side. I don't care, to be honest. But no, I don't think we do enough to honour him and I think that would be a nice tribute for him. Uh, thanks for those texts. Keep them all uh, coming in. 0457 736 736 or send us a tweet at Global Game SEN. We're off to a quick break. On the other side of it, we will wrap up round 24 of the A-League Men's.